This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, and very pleasant good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind, and last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins opened up an eight-game homestand in their first of three this weekend against the visiting First place, New York Mets. Edward Cabrera went opposite of the left-hander David Peterson. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, the Marlins are streaking in the other direction. Back-to-back wins after a 6-3 victory over the Mets here tonight. Marlins had lost nine straight before ending the slide against the Phillies last night in the road trip finale tonight. A good way to start this homestand. A lot of different contributors on the mound, at the plate, and defensively as the Marlins beat the Mets for the fifth time in 15 tries this season. And potentially, if the Braves can win tonight, knock the Mets out of first place in the National League East with about three and a half weeks to go in this season. Edward Cabrera started against David Peterson. And after Cabrera worked a 1-2-3 top of the first on 14 pitches, the Marlins jumped on Peterson, the lefty, in the bottom of the inning with one out, a walk to Brian Anderson, a man on for... The suddenly red-hot Garrett Cooper on 1-0. He smokes one. Way back, left center field. Nimmo toward AutoNation Alley at the wall. Goodbye, Garrett Cooper. A first-inning two-run homer. And it's 2-0 Marlins. Start of a big night for the Marlins' first baseman, Cooper. And Miami was off and running. Cabrera would strike out three in the second inning. And he would take that 2-0 lead into the third Got a good defensive play at second base from Charles LeBlanc to retire Eduardo Escobar to begin the inning. But then Tomas Nito with a double. Mets down 2-0. Got a man in scoring position with one out. And they flipped it back around to the top of the batting order for Brandon Nimmo. Brandon Nimmo grounded to second his first time. There's a ball ripped out toward the gap. Right center field. Going to get down for a hit. Nito touches third. He's coming home. Nimmo stumbles between first and second. And he'll get back safely to first base with an RBI single. Marlins lead is cut to 2-1. to one. When Francisco Lindor followed with a base hit of his own, Nimmo went to third and down by a run. The Mets had men at the corners with one out in the third inning. Cabrera needed to come up big facing the second baseman, Jeff McNeil. Mets fans are being heard now. There's a ground ball swing at the first pitch to first. Cooper to second. They get one. Miggy back to first. Pitcher covering. They get two. The double play goes 3-6-1. Nicely done. Cabrera's out of the inning. First of two really big double plays. The Marlins return in this ball game. Stand by for the other a little bit later on. So it was still a 2-1 game into the home half of the fourth inning. The Marlins got a leadoff single from Nick Fortes. First of three hits he had in the game. Man on, nobody out for Miguel Rojas. Fortes at first, nobody out. And Miggy lines one over. Short base hit. Left center field. Nimmo over. Can't cut it. It'll go to the wall. Fortes to third. He's headed for the plate. Throw home, not in time. It's an RBI double for Rojas. 3-1 Miami. The Marlins would knock Peterson out of the game in that fourth inning. After the Rojas double, LeBlanc grounded to second, advancing Miggy to third. 
Yaron Carnacion struck out for the second. But when Brian De La Cruz walked, putting men at the corners, bringing John Birdie up, Buck Showalter yanked his starter. Peterson brought Tommy Hunter in, and Hunter on one pitch got Birdie to fly to right, ending the inning. But the Marlins had extended their lead to 3-1 at the end of four. For David Peterson tonight, three and two-thirds innings, five hits, three runs. He walked two, struck out seven, allowed the home run to Cooper in the first, threw 78 pitches, 44 strikes. Edward Cabrera hit a pretty good groove, beginning with that big double play to end the third inning. Sits on the side in order in the fourth, did it again in the fifth inning. And in the bottom of the fifth, the Marlins would extend their lead with one out, a double by Garrett Cooper. And with two outs, Coop was at third base for Nick Fortes. Cooper third, two down. Marlins trying to extend a 3-1 lead. And Fortes drives one deep down the left field line toward the corner. That ball is off the wall. Extra bases for Fortes. Cooper scores, and RBI double makes it 4-1 in inning number five. So a three-run cushion for Cabrera when he went out there for the sixth inning. He hadn't walked anybody through five, but he walked the first batter in the sixth inning, Brandon Nimmo. Now he came back. He got Lindor to fly to left. He got McNeil on a drive to the warning track and left. So he had a shot to make it through the sixth inning. He was up by three, four to one. Runner at first, two down. But he had to face the always dangerous Pete Alonso. 2-2 from Cabrera. Alonso drives one to left again. Encarnacion back. He's at the wall. This one's over the bullpen. Into the bleachers. Pete Alonso with home run number 33 on the season. And the Mets pull back with a run at 4-3. RBIs 107 and 108 on the year for the New York first base. And we had a ball game when Tyler Naquin walked. The tying man was on with two outs in the sixth inning. And Cabrera was pulled from the contest Tommy Nance came on, and he got Mark Canna to foul out to the catcher, ending the inning. So a nice job by Nance out of the bullpen. We were headed to the bottom of the six. Marlins leading 4-3. to three. Cabrera, five and two-thirds innings tonight. Five hits, three runs. Walked two, struck out four. Allowed the home run to Alonzo through 97 pitches, 60 strikes. So Nance got out of the sixth inning. Tanner Scott then began the seventh. Got the first out. Pinch hitter Darren Ruff and a ground ball to first. But after back-to-back singles by Eduardo Escobar, Tomas Nito put men at first and second. Scott then walked Brandon Nimmo. So down by a run. The Mets had the bases loaded. One out in the seventh inning with Lindor coming up. Lindor, who has been a Marlins killer this season. Scott was pulled from the game. The left-hander Stephen Oker came on to turn Lindor around, get him hitting right-handed and a huge moment in this ballgame tonight. 0-2, Lindor, ground ball to third. Up with it, Birdie to second one, back to first. That's a double play! Okrich out of the inning! The second huge double play the Marlins have turned in this game. Cabrera escaped the first and third mess, getting McNeil in the third, and now Okrich out of the bullpen, putting out the fire in the seventh, retiring Lindor, of all people. How about that? Lindor, who has 10 extra base hits, including six homers and 17 runs batted in against the Marlins this year. But Stephen Oger took care of business, kept this game 4-3 into the bottom of the seventh. Stayed 4-3 into the eighth inning. Oker stayed out there, and he hit the first man, Jeff McNeil, but came back to retire three in a row. Alonzo fouled to first. Naquin struck out, and Mark Cannon lined a shortstop. So for Oker, an inning and two-thirds, no hits, no runs, no walks, a strikeout. And we went to the last of the eighth. Marlins still up 4-3. to three. We were begging for some add-on runs. We were pleading 
for some add-on runs. And in the bottom of the eighth, the Marlins delivered. Nick Fortes batting against Joely Rodriguez led off with a single, his third hit of the night. Fortes, two singles, a double, and an RBI. He was at first. Miguel Rojas, a fly ball to right for the first out. Next man to the plate, Charles LeBlanc. 0-1 is in the air. Well hit, right center. Nimmo on the run. At the wall. Goodbye! It's a two-run homer for Charles LeBlanc. Finally, some breathing room for the Marlins. They go up 6-3 in the eighth. And they would hand that 6-3 lead to Dylan Floro in the ninth, facing 7-8-9. Rough a ground ball to shortstop for the first out. Escobar fly ball to center for the second. The Mets were down to their final chance. Catcher Tomas Nito. Nito's two for three, single double strikeout run scored. 0-1. Ground ball to the right of the shortstop. Miggy backhands, plants, double clutches, throws, and he gets him at first to end the ball game. The Marlins beat the Mets 6-3. So Dylan Floro with a 1-2-3-9 inning. Out of the bullpen tonight, Tommy Nance, Tanner Scott, Stephen Okert, and Floro. They combined to work three and a third innings of shutout ball. Two hits, one walk, one strikeout. They nail it down for Edward Cabrera. The Marlins over the Mets tonight, 6-3 to three for Miami. Six runs, ten hits, no errors, eight left. Marlins went one for 12 with men in scoring position, but scored six runs. For the Mets, three runs, seven hits, no errors. They left six on base. Cabrera, the winning pitcher. 5-2 and two on the season. The starter and loser for the New York Mets tonight, David Peterson. He's 7-4. and four. Dylan Floro nails down his fourth save. Time of the ball game was 3 hours 5 minutes. So for Miami, back-to-back wins after a 9-game losing streak. The Marlins improved to 57-80 and 80 on the season. They're now 27-38 and 38 here at Lone Depot Park and 5-10 and 10 against the Mets. As for the Mets, they fall to 87-52. and 52. They're now 2-2 two two on their road trip, which began with wins in 2 out of 3 in Pittsburgh. They've got two more here in Miami before they head home for 7 against the Cubs and the Pirates. Mets are now 41-29 and 29 after 70 road games with this 6-3 setback tonight. Marlins with 10-plus hits for the third straight game. First time they've done that all season long. How about six runs in back-to-back games after they'd gone forever it felt like where they couldn't score more than two in a game or more than three in a game but tonight six runs on 10 hits last night six runs on 12 hits they had 10 hits in the Wednesday game in Philadelphia a lot of leaders offensively for the Marlins tonight Garrett Cooper single double homer walk on base all four times three for three at the two run home run that gave Miami the lead in the first Marlins would never look back in this game he scored a couple of runs Marlins got three hits, two singles, a double, an RBI, and a pair of runs scored from Nick Fortes. Miguel Rojas, a pair of doubles and a walk. He was two for three, had an RBI. Charles LeBlanc had the big two-run home run to break it open in the eighth inning. And out of the nine spot in the lineup, Brian De La Cruz reached base three times tonight with a double and a pair of walks. So a lot of contributors, a couple of big double plays. Nice job on the mound tonight. Marlins over the Mets 6-3 here at Lone Depot Park. The Marlins and Auto Nation are again working together this year to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitch records a strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to Auto Nation's Driving Initiative to support cancer research. Tonight, five punch outs, $125 for the season now, 1,195 Ks by Marlins pitchers. That's $29,875 from the Marlins to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. How about that? Marlins double up the Mets, led them all along, never trailed. 
Uh, really nice win for the Marlins. Back-to-back victories in Philly on Thursday and against the Mets last night. Let's hear what the skipper Don Mattingly had to say afterwards. All right. Uh, Donnie, third night in a row with double digits hits as a team. Is how good is it just to see the offense stay rolling? No, it's nice to, um, again, have activity where you, you're getting some guys out there. We talked about it. It started turning in Philly the game we lost, second game. And it's just good to see it, you know, making – Makes it a lot easier, you know, when you're putting some runs up. Um, the LeBlanc's, uh, hit there late to give you some insurance runs to go the other way. No, really good. I mean, yeah, when right. it's funny. Chucky's one of those guys. He hits some balls that, that just take off and when he catches them right. So, obviously, that was one that felt good for us. Um, but a lot of good stuff today. Coop gets on the board early. Mickey swung the bat good. Nick uh, gets a hit, you know, a two-out RBI. Um, guys just kept you know, kind of getting out there and giving us chances. Nice job by a couple guys out of the bullpen as well. Booger and uh, Nance, too big. Yeah, and, and Cabby really was good. He just he just left the look like he left the slider, didn't get away from from uh, Pete. So he was good. Uh, you know, and then obviously Tommy gets us out of that inning. Every every out you get as you get towards the end of the game is like big. Um, you know, and then Oki gets us gets us out of the jam there. Uh, and then we're able to kind of close it out there with Oki goes another one, and then Flo was good. Nick with his second three-hit game in his career. Uh, he can kind of go up and get it. He's aggressive at the plate. He can beat balls out. I mean, he's got a bright future. I mean, what do you make of kind of what he's been able to do for you this season? No, good. Nick's, I think the experience is good for him. Um, again, you guys have heard me talk so much about catching that I – you know, you see the swing and you feel like he's going to hit, and then you you want the other side to just keep going too, and that, and that's the area that I think, you know, I think I'm probably the proudest, more proud of him from the standpoint of, you know, keeps working at the the pitch calling, he keeps working at working with the pitchers, taking it, taking leadership. You need that catcher to be a leader back there. It's always better if, if that guy's a leader. How responsible was he when Nance came in and got the pop out and then with Oker to induce the double play? I mean, just to continue to pound the door in. I mean, how much credit does Nick deserve behind the plate for Yeah, I mean, I think you, you want to be comfortable and you, you actually want your pitcher to know what he wants to do, uh, but you want him to be on the same page. So I'm not, I didn't see any shaking going on out there, so obviously... You know, he did a nice job with Lindor from the breaking ball. It looked like uh, uh, Frankie took kind of one to see one, and then he did a nice pitch up and in with the fastball to get him off of that. And then that breaking ball of his just seems to be, you know, one of those. He got the double play ball right at Burt. It was nice. Cabrera, back to Cabrera. The, obviously, he had a couple walks in the sixth in the home run there, but the first five for him, the zero walks and see his command there, especially against a lineup like that for him to – to not shoulder zone, but to thrive through those those first five. Yeah, the the inning they get they got to run in there somewhere. Uh, third, third, and but then the next two. That's what you always think about with the young pitchers is, you know, how they're going to respond. I think that made it two one. We got another run back, but he gave us two clean. You know, I think maybe not necessarily one two three, but they were nice clean innings. Uh, the the two after he gives up the run, uh, and like you said, he just got himself in a little bit of trouble with that leadoff walk. Was he tiring at all in that six? Did you see that at all? I, I think we see him, honestly, yes. I don't think he feels tired, like, physically, but we see him start to, his delivery gets out of his delivery. He's quick off his legs. He starts pulling the ball, and, and that's what we see with him. So that seems like that ending, there were more mistakes in that ending, and that's what we kind of 
you know, I know Mel's talking about he's, you can tell he's kind of getting to that limit. Probably mentioned Coop last night and then pregame. Just but for him to get going, what it means for this lineup that has you know struggled a bit for a couple of months. Yeah, I mean, obviously you need guys that that are kind of day to day, and Coop has the capability of being that day to day guy that you know he gets his hits you know pretty consistently when he gets going. So obviously. Every guy you get that kind of gets moving a little bit. You know, we mentioned Nick, you know, he gets three. Miggy gets two. Coops kind of gets us out front. So all, all that just kind of keeps – it gets the line moving, and it seems to build, like, just momentum. Like, we're always talking about hitting is contagious uh, either way, right? If one guy, two guys, four guys are going bad, the next thing you know, everybody's going bad. And it, it kind of can go the other way, too, for you. Donnie, why in your mind is Cooper snapped out of this thing all of a sudden? Have you seen anything different? Does he look just Not really. I think he can just hit. And, and his at-bats, we talked about him after the break where Choppy gets hit in Pittsburgh, comes back a couple of games. You know, I, I can't remember what happened. After that. I think something else happened after that. Um, and he was on the IL. Um, and you're, it's hard to get rhythm. You know, after that, and it just seemed like he didn't have any rhythm. It's like you know, he was scuffling for whatever reason, and you just know he's gonna hit. He's always hit, you know. So it's like one of those guys you think is gonna hit. Is it fair to assume Floro is your closer, or is that still very much a matchup inning for you moving forward? No, it's probably Oki and, and him right now. I mean, I think if it was, they worked out really well tonight. We bring, you know, we end up getting rough in the game. And it gets us a right-handed section there where they had all righties on the bench, and so that last inning ends up being uh, it ends up being rough. And, and Escobar, we'd rather have him hitting against the righty, uh, and, and then the last guy. So it's like it kind of set up good for us tonight for him. All right, so that was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins six-three victory over the New York Mets last night. Game two of this series comes your way at 6-10 tonight when Pablo Lopez goes opposite of the right-handed veteran Carlos Carrasco. We'll hit the air at 540 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.